Um, it came from my business, um, which is Savvy Professional. But as social media and branding became important and something that I had to make sure I was taken care of, I had to think about something that I could use. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. This next guest is an empowerment coach, a speaker, and a podcast host. And she also has a virtual assistant company. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Savvy Pro, a.k.a. Patrice Jackson, is on deck. Patrice is her name, and this is her revelation. It is a pleasure to have you on Revelations. It is a pleasure to be on the show. I'm super excited. I've um, heard some of your shows, and I'm excited to be interviewed by you to be one of your guests. Well, good, good. Well, then, if you have heard some of my show, then you pretty much know how this is going to go, and I don't see it being any different outside of the fact that you <laughs> as a guest. All right, so I see that you come to us from the wonderful, lovely city of Cleveland. So explain to me how Northeast Ohio is for you. Oh, Northeast Ohio to me is home. I've been here. I was born and raised here. And we are um, a, a city of what I would say hustlers. Mm. We, we are hardworking um, individuals to, that just hustle and just make things happen. Um, I always tell at my events, a lot of times I tell people, you know, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. No. If you can make it in Cleveland, Ohio, you can make it anywhere. Mm. Um, everyone that I network with and I come across and are all people who just do whatever it takes to reach the goals that they have set for themselves. And that's what I see of Cleveland is. You're always evolving. You know, we used to be a city of steel workers and, you know, as that field and that industry started to kind of you know close out and kind of die down we started to get more into the medical field and so we're growing again and it just sparks hope Hmm. and yeah that that definitely leads to a question i wanted to ask because they always call that area the rust belt and and you know seeing one industry basically die off i was wondering which industry uh helped get the city back on track and then the area in general back on track. So yeah, it's interesting. Medical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a big hospital like Cleveland clinic. We have a big hospital at university and um, a lot of the areas from university at Cleveland clinic, they're opened up a lot of the smaller hospitals around the area and um, the biotech, I guess the word will be a lot of biotech um, industries have, or companies have been coming to the area. So mm. Big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely big things. Uh, and, well, speaking of uh, big things, uh, I mean, just looking over your resume, I'm seeing nothing but big things from you. So I am interested to know how did this ambitious woman uh, get her start? 
So, <laughs> so uh, how was life growing up as a, well, as a girl uh, in Cleveland? Um, as my mother was a child, and then my mom, she owned her own catering business. My dad owned a trucking company, and um, I guess it just... I just followed through, you know, followed their footsteps. I mean, I, I do have a corporate job, nine to five, but I've always had like this entrepreneur spirit. Um, as a little girl, <laughs> I was, you know, some people play as little girls will play house mm-hmm. or school. And me, I play church and office and he would always find me in the stationary aisle. So to be a, virtual and a personal assistant now and doing the things that I do, I guess it was always something I always wanted to do as a child. Mm. Yeah. I, I have always thought uh, that uh, uh, what shapes you as an adult is what you learn as a child. So it's, it's, it's really refreshing to know that you had this entrepreneurial spirit breathed into you from being a child. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, which of your two parents in, in terms of your entrepreneurial spirit, do you think you got more of that energy from? Um, hmm. I would probably say my mom, mm-hmm. my mom, because, um, she, like I said, she used to have her own catering business. And even when, um, she, that closed, um, she still would do small jobs from here and there. And, when she retired, she wanted to own a restaurant, you know, just like a small diner. She loved to be a waitress, you know, and so she wanted to own a, a diner. And even now she used to, um, with the catering, she will also volunteer with seniors. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in my, within my company, I like to use my gift and the things that I do to kind of volunteer and use in the community or kind of give it away is <laughs> some of my coach will say. And, um, so I think her, her style of entrepreneurship is, um, something that I think, I think I'm more, I use her style more than I would my dad. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have the business savvy, but you have the, the caring along with it, which, that's a diff- that's a difficult road to navigate because normally when you think entrepreneur, you always think, okay, well, the person is focused, is streamlined, but you you, you get this understanding that you think that they're heartless. So it's interesting that you have this take on entrepreneurial uh, shaping as being streamlined and focused, but also caring and nurturing to the people who work for you or the community that surrounds you? Yeah, I think, I think, um, a lot of times, you know, as I've, as I've been coached and just in my experience, I have found that I have gotten more opportunities with my hand open to give than I have to take. You know, as I volunteer my time using my gifts or maybe, you know, volunteer my services to different organizations doing that, I have been able to meet numerous interesting people and gotten new clients from times that I've given my services away. So I think that as entrepreneurs or even business owners, you have to share your gift um, especially and especially when you're first starting out. Now, you don't have to give it away, but you do have to share it. And um, I think that was a key 
a key gift that I've gotten from my parents um, of volunteering and sharing and giving back that I've used in life that has truly given me so much opportunity. Yeah, that, that does mean a lot to have that as, as a, as a foundation that that's, that's powerful. That is powerful. Uh, you earlier mentioned church. So I'm, I'm getting the feeling that uh, church, not necessarily just the building, but the people uh, means a whole lot to you. So how important was church to you when you were a child? Um, it was, it was really important because, you know, having, um, uh, what they call, like, I'm technically in a way a PK. All my grandparents are ministers. Wow. My parents are not, but my grandparents are ministers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was always in church. Um, and, you know, not only just church, just for the Sunday and maybe Wednesday. Um, my grandmother sung in a gospel singing group. My grandfather was a pastor. My, um, I went to, a private Catholic school. So it's, mm-hmm. it's truly a big foundation for me. Um, I think that, you know, as, as I became a teenager and more of an adult, um, I wasn't as active in church and that community mm-hmm. um, as I was as a child. But as you said before, it was a foundation. And I do take a lot of the principles from the things that I've learned from the Bible as well as um, my church community and place that in my life. Mm. So it, it was, it's truly it's a key piece to my the foundation that I grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely can relate to that. I, well, outside of the PK and for those who don't know what that acronym means, that means preacher's kid. Uh, I'm not a PK, but <laughs> it almost it almost feels like I was considering that my grandmother and my mother have been so involved in church, both of them. So I know how that can be. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. yeah. When you have grandparents or parents, it's like, that's kind of not all, you know, but everything kind of stands from that. Like, Oh, I did this because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> it was a key foundation, but I think that, like I said, the principles were key and those are principles that you can use regardless of, um, I, as I believe that you can use regardless of religion or what you believe, key principles of doing good is just doing good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To to only have that be a religious principle, I agree that that, that it would limit just being good. I, I totally agree there. Uh, so, uh, what did you do when you were younger uh, besides? Uh, fantasize about being a business owner and uh, attending church all the time? Um, as a kid, I was, I used to, I actually used to travel a lot as a kid. Um, I would go to, I travel much more as a child than I did now as an adult. Um, I would go to places like North Carolina where my family is from. I've been, um, not a lot, not a lot out of the country, but a lot within the country. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? I had, you know, spent time with friends. Kind of wouldn't, and honestly, I still have a lot of the friends that I had as a child that I do now. Mm. We, because of life, we don't get to spend as much time together, but we we do get an opportunity to. Um, we just hang out. I love culture, like going to museums and um, movies. And I actually 
I guess I haven't changed but so much from a child as an adult because I do the same things now. I just like to have new experiences and um, learn new things. I'm kind of like a research nerd, so I always like class, going to school, things like that. Right. So, same thing now. Okay. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with any of that, actually. All right. So, uh, uh, did you uh, uh, did you attend college in the uh, area, or did you go out of Cleveland? Uh, no, I actually did. Yeah, I did stay in Cleveland. I went to a I, I went to a school called David David and Myers. Um, they're now they're now um, closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I studied business and marketing. Um, I also went to Akron University for a little while too, mm-hmm. and um, I gra- I graduated from David and Myers with a business and marketing degree, with administrative um, not administrative but associate's degree. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying I, I want to go back, but with life now, um, it's a little bit hard because I don't want to. I can't dedicate the time to study, but maybe soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said marketing. Well, uh, that makes me uh, and my antenna raise because uh, I don't know how anyone would want to uh, say, man, I have a skill in this area because every time I think marketing, I almost want to bang my head against a wall. So <laughs> how did you actually, uh, well, well, one, do you actually love marketing? And two, if you do, uh, how did you learn this skill? Um, well, when it comes to marketing, um, I do like, I do like the, hmm, yeah, I do like marketing. So one of my favorite shows is Mad Men. Like when I was a kid, I could kind of picture myself being one of those people in the office, like, oh, um, in advertising. And, um, I actually enjoy watching movies and seeing product placements. Okay. So if I'm watching movies or TV, I'm like, Ooh, product placement, Coca-Cola. So, you know. I like that's one of my favorite parts of like the movie is finding those. So I guess I just have this um knack or this love of just seeing learning how people interact with products and how they are influenced to buy them, you know, and even just understanding how people think to buy those products. They're understanding like because you can people can buy a product, they can all go and buy this car, right? Mm-hmm. But even though they're all buying the same car, they're buying it, they're, different people are buying it for different reasons, and that intrigues me. Hmm. Alright, so so you, you, you love what they call market research. That's interesting. Alright. Yeah, that, that behind the scenes, not the actual, I'm not good at drawing. Like, you know, sometimes part of it is, you know, drawing or putting those those key pieces together. I'm not really good at that portion, mm-hmm. but yeah, the market research is behind the scenes part. That's me. Oh, okay. That's, that's really good to know. Okay. So whenever I actually create a product, I'll probably turn to you and say, uh, yeah, if you find out this type of product, who it would reach best, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm like, uh, I tell people all the time, I'm a research nerd. I love it. Like, anything. Like, go find this for me. I'm like, okay, I will. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, so, uh, uh, are, uh, are you a marketing consultant? Yes. Well, I'm a virtual personal assistant for my, for small companies. I don't, I may um, 
not really a marketing consultant as I used to be. I do more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So if I have a client come to me and they'll say, you know, I need to do, like they may want me to research something. I will research it for them. Um, but I don't go into the a company, company with their marketing. It might just be a piece of it. And then I may um, subcontract it out just because I haven't researched the the new way of marketing. Um, like I, now with social media being such a big portion of it, um, I haven't done the research with the social media have. Like I, I don't know it as much as I should. And I would hate to, you know, go into it with a client and say, this is what you should do. And um, I'm not giving them all of it. So I'm more of the behind the scenes administrative portion now. Okay. All right. All right. So do you actually like doing that or what you would want to do that bigger piece of wanting to uh, be more influenced in the marketing research and all of that? Um, I think more of the marketing thing for me now is more of just the fun kind of hobby portion of it. I know I did go to school for it, but I love the administrative piece of virtual assistant behind the scenes because I love the fact that I can do the administrative piece behind the scenes and the, and my clients can do what they love. So, you know, someone may own a restaurant or have a salon or whatever the case may be, and they love to do hair or they love to cook, but they don't know the business side of their business. And to be able to go behind the scenes, uh, be a project manager manager or be their business assistant and allow them to shine with their gift. I love that. I love to be able to be, be their second in command and be behind the scenes and see someone just go in their business knowing that they feel comfortable and safe with me taking care of the things that they are not trained in or the things that they don't feel secure in doing their sales. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, th- that definitely would be me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, like, you know, um, people have these gifts. I know I, I've noticed that, and I've really seen it in, the, in the, the restaurant industry. People have this awesome, amazing gift to cook and to share their recipes and share they, their food. And they love to see people love it. But you go into a restaurant, and that's a lot of times why they fail, because they don't know the business side of it. They know how to cook, mm-hmm. but they don't know the business side of it. And that's why a lot of times companies fail, because they don't know that, okay, you have to have you know, these other things in place so that when business is slow or you have or something happens, you have to have these other things in place in order to be able to wait it out. They just get stuck and they're like, okay, well, I can cook the food, but that's it. But that's not all you have to do. And I think um, I'm glad that I have been able to assist people in in that portion of their business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just shows how much of a need people like you are. Uh, Because what I've learned is you have many people who want to go into business. They, like you said, it was perfect. This gift they have of of whatever it is, they can shine in it and and be washed in it twenty four seven. But uh, to balance the books, that is another horse of a different color, and and almost as if with many creatives, it's like deer in headlights <laughs> when you're like, oh, business, marketing, promotion, all this I have to deal with. I just want to be, I just want to create my stuff. So yeah, I totally get that. Right, yeah, and I mean, I think, and that's what anybody's business, you know, like, 
you I think sometimes, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners, and you you have this vision for what you want and you don't want to let go of the reins. But you can't do any, I don't, even if you do know how to do these things, you still shouldn't have to be able to do, you shouldn't have to do all of this. You can't wear this many hats and for so for so long. And if you become, a, most of the time if you become an entrepreneur, it's because you want to work for yourself and you want to be able to have freedom within your life. And you can't have that if you're wearing all these hats. So at some point you do have to kind of say, all right, this is not what I want to do. Even if I'm good at it, I don't want to do it anymore. Here, you take care of it. Right. And that's the growth of your business. You should be able to um, hire people or at least bring in contracted people to help you out and take some of the stress. I tell my clients, we, we sweat the small stuff. You know, let us take some of that stress off of your back and allow you to really enjoy your life and your business. Yeah. And that's some very sound advice because uh, in wearing so many hats, although I know you have to understand all the hats and what it entails, you know, wearing all those hats at one time, it, it, it damages everything, including the creativity. So yeah, you're right. I mean, you're exactly right. So I guess that is why they call you Miss Savvy Pro. You have all of this, all, all of these nuggets of wisdom that you could pass along to people. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I, <laughs> I hope that I am. I hope I, I tell people, I hope I make someone's life a little bit better when I enter it and not worse. So, oh. <laughs> oh. I'm hoping I'm able to share what wisdom I have, and people can do that, and vice versa. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so, well, I mentioned the name. Uh, so, how did you get the nickname Miss Savvy Pro? Um, it came from my business, um, which is Savvy Professionals. That's the virtual and personal assistant company I own, mm-hmm. and which I had different names for my business before then. But as social media and branding became important and something that I had to make sure I was taken care of, I started to, I had to think about something that I could use. And Patricia Jackson, which is my real, my, my actual name, she's, there's actually a, a famous celloist um, named Patrice Jackson, and she is taking up YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, but taking up Google, right? She, you search Patrice Jackson, that's who you want to get. Right. Um, and I'm like, well, I could, you know, take SEOs and do all of these things and try to put myself at the top. And I'm like, that seems to be too much work. And, you know, as most people know, if you, that changes every day, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, how am I going, what can I do? And just Miss Savvy Pro was just like a, a it came out of nowhere and it just grew. You know, it went from, okay, I miss Savvy Pro and I was putting it on business cards and um, introducing, you know, myself as, you know, my brand. And then um, I have my show, my podcast, which is called the Miss Savvy Pro Show. And it's on the I Am a Superwoman Network. And um, I had that. And next thing I know, um, I would be going to two events and it would be so funny. Um, I would go to the events and I would be talking to someone that I knew personally and they were like what's up Patrice Jackson aka Miss Savvy Pro and people were like that's Miss Savvy Pro like that's you I'm listening to your show and I'm like oh hey like you know <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just grew and I and here I am you know now it's on t-shirts and business cards and you know I got a book coming out and it's part of the book so 
Miss Savvy Pro is who I am. Hmm. Nice, 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 nice. All right. So you said that you actually own a virtual assistant company. Ah. Okay. So when my clients come to me, they I would do their virtual assistant work, and um, the personal assistant side is we will go like if an entrepreneur or a entertainer or some other executive needs someone while they're speaking or having an event, we come in. Um, my staff and I, and we will be their support, their staff for the day um, to make sure that any event or speaking engagement goes off without a hitch. So the only thing they have to worry about is what they were, they were meant to, they were supposed to do for that day. Hmm. I'm sure that does take a, like you said earlier, I'm sure it takes a load off of them that they don't have to worry about that type of minutia. Yeah. Yeah. You know how you, I'm sure you've had an event or something, um, and the first thing, you know, by maybe two weeks at the least before the event is going to happen, the first, which you always hear is, I can't wait till this is over, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the event comes and you can't even, once again, you can't enjoy the event, you know, you're just waiting for everyone to leave. But when right. you have a staff come in and kind of take that that portion off, then you can enjoy your guests, you can um, speak without worrying about what else is happening behind the scenes. You know, we basically, you know, hold hold your arms up and support you in any way you need. Mm. Nice. Okay. I'm all about taking the stress stress out of life. You know, if that's you know anything from supporting you and um, at an event or helping you plan a vacation or much needed vacation, you know, we try to do whatever it takes to make sure that people appreciate their gifts you know when you have a gift or a purpose in life which everyone does you you have it because you need to share it with the world but it's hard to share it with the world and then pay it for it when it's stressing you out and you don't like it anymore you know yeah. you know i have a friend who bakes cakes awesome cakes not only does she bake cakes that are good but she they're also they're also pretty and because people weren't valuing her gift, um, she got to a point. She had to, you know, she got to a point where she was like, "I don't want to." She doesn't even want to bake cakes for anyone anymore. Like, if she bakes one, it's probably once or twice a year, and that's that's not good when someone has this awesome gift inside of them and they they can't share it anymore because of all the stress that it gave them in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, so and I'm sure you know, like with you having a podcast, you know. If you could take some of the, because I know having a podcast is not easy. You know, when you have this podcast and they, the people listen to them and they're like, oh, he's so great and so good. They don't, sometimes people don't realize all the work you put in behind the scenes to make it a great podcast. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and speaking of that, uh, so what was the biggest motivation behind creating uh, the Miss Savvy Pro podcast? Um, I was voluntold to make the show. <laughs> 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 um, our producer of the I Am a Superwoman Network, Tina Hobson. Well, she's a good friend, and we've done business together in the past. And one day we go to breakfast periodically, and so it was. I want to say November and December of uh, eighteen, maybe two thousand fifteen. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And she was. She had already had her show, and she was saying she was like, "Well, you know, I really want to." you know, branches to having a network out of some shows and just want to let you know in January, you need to have your show. You need to have your show released. So you need to start getting your ideal together. 
And I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> I had told her in the past that I wanted to do a show, but not just this in passing. And I'm like, uh, okay. I have to have a show by January. All righty. And that's how it started. I was, I, the Miss Savvy Pro show, my original idea was to, you know, kind of have entrepreneurs on and ask them these 10 questions. And I couldn't, I really, that, that idea really didn't develop like I wanted. And so I ended up just having people on and talking about their purpose and talking about their journey and their, their strategies and their success. And Miss Savvy Pro show two years later. Mm. Here we are. It's been a great journey. Yeah, I've been able to meet interesting people and um, hear people's stories, learn new jobs and new companies, and it's been amazing. Hmm. All right, all right. So, do you actually enjoy the process of being behind the mic since you were told to do this? (laughs) Yeah, I actually do. I, I do. I mean, you know, being able to meet, like I said, meet these new interesting people to hear stories. Um, I remember having a story of one lady uh, from Atlanta, and she was telling a story about how she became who she was. Now, she's a spokesperson. She does a lot of things in Atlanta. And, you know, telling her story about how she grew and became a different person after her mom passed. And it was so interesting because I had the same, somewhat of the same journey after my mom passed. I kind of evolved and, you know, started doing new things. And being able to meet her has been so inspiring, you know, and I follow her now on social media. And even though I don't speak to her personally every day, like I, you know, as like one of my Facebook friends, but still to be able to follow her and um, has been so inspiring. And it's been like that with so many of my other guests, um, meeting these people and hearing their stories of overcoming it's like you get I guess like I get inspired every day, <laughs> you know, when I get to speak to someone or listen to one of my shows or pre interview so pre interview someone. So yeah, it's been a great experience. Oh wow. Nice, nice, nice. And uh how did you link up with uh, the network that uh, you belong to? Um, it was just Dutina. Like I said, she she um started the network when she kinda of volunteered me and I'm assuming she volunteered um two of the other people that were on the network at the time and she just started it and from there she has had a few different other hosts. Um she just start she just started these new adding these shows to her network and her her platform. Um I've also I also co-host on another network, the Positive Power Network. Um, on Wednesday, I co-host with Jerry Royce Live. Um, he does, uh, he interviews indie gospel artists. And so from my show and being on her network, I was able to get, you know, be able to be co-hosted, co-host with Jerry. So I guess it's just networking. I love to network. I love to meet new people. I love to hear um, about new um, opportunities and things like that, and that's how I got to be on her network and on his. Wow, nice. Okay, all right, all right. And so, how have you been able to? And it's it's a beautiful thing when you can uh, tie in your podcast with the brand that you create. Mm, I think because a lot of times with my podcast, I do interview 
I end up interviewing more entrepreneurs or um, authors or artists in some way. And I guess because I am an entrepreneur, I do support businesses. Um, I'm able to kind of tie it in that way. You know, I'm able to bring in some of my clients, um, some of my the co- people I've coached with um, on my podcast and um, just using my podcast. I mean, like for instance, recently, um, one of the people that were on my podcast, um, Shan Ray Price, uh, who was actually uh, Kelly Price's sister, was on my show, and she had an album release recently um, in Atlanta, and she invited me, you know, so, you know, just from, I guess it's just full circle, you know, I, you know, been able to, you know, meet these new people, and and you'd be surprised at some how to, you can establish these relationships via social media, and you get to meet people that you never even met face-to-face, and then when you finally meet them face-to-face, it's like you've been knowing them for years through social media. Wow. Uh, uh, hmm. I guess here's a question I thought I would not ask, but uh, I will. Uh, have you been able to interview clients of your service on your show? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've interviewed a few a few, few clients. Um. Like for instance, um, who uh, Coach Kiki or Kiki Cornelius. She's actually my business, my digital nomad coach. And but she was also a client at one point. Um, Diane Liston, who was a client, she was she's a a, a big designer um, across really in the country, but she is from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, many of my clients, I'm trying to think. Um, who else? I've had a few different clients. I can't think of any of those two right now. But I've had clients, people I've networked with. Um, I have one of the one of the ladies actually who was in my book. A few of the people that are in my book coming up during my anthology, they were interviewed on my show. Angela Spring, Catrice Jones, um, Tina, who was one of my producers. I've interviewed her and um, who else? Diane is in my book. So um, yeah, I've I've had the opportunity to you know interview a lot of people who I've networked with or who were clients. Nice. Okay. So it's all about you know. I guess the, the you know networking has really been key for me in meeting new people and getting people on my show. Mm. Yeah. So if you would have to, uh, if you would have to weigh which one that you'd rather do the most, uh, be your own entrepreneur with your VA service, be the host of your own show or, or in podcast, or be an author, which you are. Uh, which one of those would you want to do the most? Uh, to compare it to author or podcast? Mm-hmm. I'll be a podcast. Being an author is good. Don't get me wrong. I like being an author and getting the story out, especially within an anthology. Um, but I love to meet new people. I like hearing people's energy. You know how you, you know, interview someone and they have all this energy and sometimes I will start to interview someone and I may not even be having a good day, but when I interview them, by the time I'm off, I'm like just full of energy. I'm ready to get projects done. So being a podcast podcaster, um, I would pick that before I would be pick up being an author. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can see you have you have a get the gab, so I totally can see how you would pick that. Yeah, it's it's surprising because I'm actually an introvert. So <laughs> you know what's so surprising about that? Uh, seemingly, uh, the more people I meet, the more introverts I have met 
that are podcasters. And I'm thinking, <laughs> isn't it I, funny? It is. It's like that doesn't go. I mean, right. normally you would think when you're by the mic, you had to be extroverted. You had to be animated. You had to be energetic. And right. normally a person who's introverted is a little more reserved and quiet and sometimes even withdrawn. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure, like you, you said, like you met as being a podcaster, all these introverts, like being a podcaster is like, even though I was like volunteer to do it, and I'm sure you can agree, is it's just been an amazing experience. It is surprising, a surprising experience. I would have never thought I would have been doing this. Yeah, I can say the same. Never thought I'd be doing this either. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so I talked about church as a child. Now, how important is it? now for you as an adult um it's it's really important now as well um uh, for different reasons though um and i speak about this in my book um when my grandmother passed in 2008 i was really active in church and in 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 my community and when she passed even though she was older and i kind of we knew what was happening um i had such a peace over me um, and I, I speak about that. It was, I was so at a peace, like peace with, you know, her, you know, her passing. And compared to when my mom passed some years later in 2014, where and when, because she was sick, I wasn't going to church as much. I mean, I was still within my community and people were reaching out to me, but I wasn't involved as much. It wasn't, I had more of a, uh, a, a issue, you know, I have, I, I kind of died and I kind of, uh, suck into a depression after my mom passed away so i and as years have gone by and i've you know got out of the depression looking over that period of time in my life i realized that not just it's not really just i don't want to say just the church because like you said earlier the church is more to me not the building but the people and having being part of a community of caring people who are giving and have faith was important to me at the devastating hard times in my life. So when I was a kid, it was just more, you know, you have to go. It's just what you do is more routine, it's more ritual. But as an adult, I realized having that supportive community um, is important because you never know. Life happens no matter who you are, what you're doing, where you are financially, uh, whatever part of your life you are in. You life happens, and you need a support team, a supportive team or community, in order to be able to get through those times in your life. Yeah, oh yeah, there is no question how important that is. No question. Yeah, and considering that uh, church is a big part of my life too, I totally can relate to that. Yeah, it is. You know, having you know going to a church or just. I've been in the thing about I've, I've been to mega churches and small churches, and either way it goes, as long as you have those people who truly care about you, or because the, who care about you, and you can and you can kind of lean on their faith, because you know when you're going through those times, you faith can be can be iffy. At least for me, I'm gonna say for me, you know, and um, you know to be able to have those people that can speak into you and remind you of the things that you know. F- for facts and you know that you can lean on is really important. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how would you say 
this is also a question I didn't think I was going to ask, but I'll ask it. Uh, how would you say uh, the influence of uh, the church fuels the business that you have? Fuels the business set? Yeah. How, how, yeah. How does it, uh, how does it uh, help focus your business, and focus you? If that makes any sense. Well, I, right now, like I, I do rely on some of the stories. Um, like for instance, um, when I have projects to be, to be done, I have to tell myself, as a matter of fact, it was today. I'm like, oh, I have these things I need to do. I know I was going to be on your show, Cole. And I'm like, okay, you need to be a better steward of your time. Like, you know, like you need to get these things done. No, you can't, you know, watch Veg Out on Hulu right now. You have to get these things done. You got to be a better steward of your time. And, you know, when it comes to my purpose and my gift, I'm thinking I don't want to, um, I wanted to shine. I wanted to, I don't want to bury my gifts and then I want to make them multiply, you know, and I want to pay it forward. Yeah. So that's, that's how I use it in business. Okay. Well, that, that would make sense. That make plenty of sense. Oh man. Well, I, I really have enjoyed this interview. It's been wonderful. Uh, I, I could talk to you forever. However, I have to cut this short, but before I do, I have these questions. I always like to ask uh, anyone who joins me. Uh, what has been the biggest regret or and or uh, the biggest lesson learned you've ever had in your life? Um, the biggest regret, biggest lesson learned. Uh, according to business, uh, when I was in high school. I dropped out of my marketing and business class in high school and joined cosmetology. Although I met some wonderful, wonderful ladies that I'm still friends with now. I regret, you know, dropping out of what I love to just hang out with my friends. Right. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, we will flip it on its ear. Uh, Out of the many accomplishments that you have had, uh, what has been the biggest one? For you, mm-hmm. hmm. Um, biggest accomplishments. I will say opening my business and actually taking my business from a hobby to an actual business that is growing and in many ways biggest accomplishment hmm. oh, that's a big one that certainly is a big one wow yeah so this is the time of the show where i i just simply step away from the mic and let you have at it so whatever's on your heart whatever's in your soul whatever's in your spirit whatever wants to come out of your mouth doesn't matter uh i cede the floor to you so at the moment the floor is yours okay um, well, I would love to leave, uh, leave with your audience um, the fact that there's peace and purpose. Um, everyone has a gift inside of them that is needs to be cultivated. It needs to grow. And it's not because it's your gift. It's because the gift that was placed in you it is to be shared with the world. Um, all gifts are not, and I'm not saying that all gifts should be profitable, but they are to be used, you'll be surprised that surprised that what a small a kind word 
or a shared thoughts or speaking love and compassion into someone else can change the world. Not just your community, not just you, not just one person, but the world. You'll be surprised that some of the famous people who have made big changes in the world have been changed by one person, a coach, a mother, uh, a neighbor um, that refused to give up on them. So remember that there's peace and purpose. Your gift matters. Your purpose matters. And I wish the best for everyone listening to this and that you realize what your gift and purpose is. And Cole, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was amazing. And I am thankful for the opportunity. Well, I'm also thankful for the opportunity that you actually came on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Savvy Pro, and as you can hear, she is savvy and she is professional. <laughs> uh, author, podcast host, and entrepreneur, Patrice Jackson. Uh, Patrice, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, and if you want to hear about the book or follow me, you can always just follow me, Miss Savvy Pro, anywhere on social media. And the book is yes, you go to the website is yespurposematters.com or hashtag purpose matters. You can find us there too. All right. Well, you heard it right there, Patrice Jackson. Normally, the most powerful people that you run across are those who seemingly aren't in the spotlight. Normally, those who are not in the front. The true leaders normally seem to reside from behind the scenes. You look at songwriters. That's one example. You look at directors in movies. That's another. You look at CEOs of many companies. Most of them are faceless. Normally, the biggest of names and the biggest of leaders seem to be one that you don't see. And it sort of speaks to being a servant to those who need you and your service. The word says, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. There is a stigma that is attached to being a servant. Normally, it's servitude as to how people resign themselves to thinking of what being a servant is. But it goes to another scripture that's in the Bible. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The energy is to pour out before you receive, before you get back in return. The world wants to reverse it. But thankfully, the Lord says, no, the ones who are most blessed are the ones who are willing to give. And I want to thank my guest, Patrice, for putting us on game, so to speak, as to how to truly serve properly in the platform of any business that she serves, because a lot is going to come back to her if it hasn't already. For changing the world one conversation at a time, I am Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. For more on Revelations, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O, and milehighradio.com, spelled M-I-L-E-H-I-R-A-D-I-O, every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.